Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. But first off, I'm joined with some breaking news by Minister of State at the Department of Justice, James Brown. Good morning to you, Minister. Good morning, Alan. Well, you are well aware of the developments from Oilgate to Rosslare and the possibilities within that. Uh, you have some breaking news for us. Can you share it with us, please? No, I can, yes. The um, Wexford County Council, with the support of the government, made an application for uh, connecting your funding. Uh, this is funding to that is made available for routes that are primary routes across Europe and to get that funding to help uh, speed up the delivery of this motorway. You know, the motorway is a priority for the government. It was revised under this government. Phase one and two are completed and we're currently on phase three, which is, which is progressing the design and environmental evaluation phase. As I say, this was the only route that was supported by the government for the set funding and it's connecting European funding will be announced later today and I, I understand that we will be we have been very successful in getting this funding and that upwards of two point seven million euros will be provided uh, to Wexford County Council and to the government to advance this motorway. And it, 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 the, this obviously is important in terms of advancing the design phase of this motorway to keep it as a matter of priority. But what's also important is in the past indicators is that if you get this Connecting Europe funding at this stage, at the design and planning stage, you will almost certainly get substantial funding at the tender and building phase as well. So it's it's a very positive news, as I say, the motorway has been a priority for this government, but getting this additional funding will help speed up the process of getting this road built. And when you say speed it up, Minister, what are we talking about by, by way of speed? Because it does, I suppose, copper fasten the whole design and uh, planning area, which, as you mentioned, is a, it's a fair sum, 2.7 million euro. It's a, quite a lot of money, isn't it? No, it's a very large sum of money and it, as I say, it will allow, I think, uh, for the Wexford County Council and for TII, the, who delivers these projects as well in conjunction with the County Council, to uh, advance the project at an even more rapid pace than, than is already happening. As I say, the motorway is a priority and has been revised uh, in this the period of this government through the different phases. But I think this, this, this absolutely copper fastens that in delivery of this motorway now for Wexford. And the benefits of that motorway when it's fully uh, completed, what will they be, do you think? Well, I think there will be huge benefits. Look, anybody uh, in Wexford Town or travels through the roundabouts of Wexford Town knows and understands the traffic problems that are there now, so it will help alleviate those traffic problems. But if you are now travelling from Belfast to uh, Rostier Aeroport and out to France, the only urban uh, area you will really hate is Oil Gate. And it will free up traffic from uh, backing up in Oilgate as well, and we've all seen the traffic problems in Oilgate. But I think the economic benefits are also huge to Wexford. We know that when motorways open up, they bring huge economic benefits to areas as it encourages enterprise and industry to locate in those areas. And I think if you look at New Ross Town and in Escorty Town, since the bypass has opened, those towns have begun to thrive again as yeah. well because people are more willing to go back into those towns to do the shopping, to do their business. And in particular in Escorty now, there's been huge interest from industry since the bypass has opened as well. And we now have the motorway connection to Dublin. So it will bring huge economic and social benefits to Wexford. Now, before we move on to other issues, you were present at the uh, arrival of the Normandy delegation, and, and I saw at close quarters the, the huge possibilities there. You, you actually spoke at this event as well. Um, where do you think the main link by fostering these links with Normandy will be? I think the 
the links are absolutely potentially huge. There's a lot of commonality between Normandy and Wexford in the southeast, even outside of our cultural and heritage links, just in terms of university links, in terms of technology links and industry links. They're developing a lot in relation, for example, to offshore wind energy and also in terms of engineering. But, of course, we do have those deep culture and heritage links. Uh, over a third of all surnames in Wexford are of Norman heritage, my own. Uh, being Brown, names like Roche, Devereux, uh, Darcy, Butler, etc. A, a lot of those names are of Norman heritage. I think there's a real potential here. These are our closest EU neighbours. The, the, we've probably overlooked the potential between Ireland and France to develop our economics, develop tourism, develop heritage. And I think we really now have to emphasise that. I met with them yeah. when they were over here twice, once in the French Embassy and again down in Wexford County Council. And the French are very, very interested because it, it actually made uh, Le Figaro, the French national newspaper, to visit did. And I think that shows that there's a real interest there now. And I think we should be doing uh, business with our closest EU neighbours. Yeah, I mean, sceptics were saying these these look like cosmetic exercises but this one I really sense Minister there's massive potential in it even in, in, when it comes to uh, visits between schools here in Wexford and schools in Normandy and crisscrossing you, you know there, I think there's huge potential in this. Can we move on to other issues now yesterday we discussed with our political correspondent Sean Defoe uh, changes in your own department to increase the penalties for domestic violence uh, and uh, sexual and gender based violence as well. Um, can you update us on what actually happened yesterday please yeah, so yesterday at the Department of Justice, myself and Minister McNaughty launched the new domestic sexual gender-based violence strategy. This is the third strategy. This strategy has backed has it backed up with 363 billion euros and with a very clear implementation plan and oversight bodies as well to ensure that the strategy isn't is very much implemented and implemented as quickly as possible. Wexford, uh, as you know, Alan, uh, community has a very strong record in terms of providing support to the Wexford Women's Refuge and also to the Rape Crisis Centre there in, in Wexford Town, providing supports right across the county of Wexford. Not every county has those uh, supports in place, and what the government is looking at is supporting the existing refuges, as I have done with Wexford's Women's Refuge, which has received €4.5 million Euros in support to build the new refuge, but also those other counties that currently don't have those supports in place to get those supports put in place by either supporting the NGOs or the local authorities to help put the, um, the, the refugees in place and the supports around them, because we, we have seen um, uh, ongoing tragic incidences where people have been uh, subjected to horrific domestic violence and, and, and murder as well. It's, I mean, it's absolutely horrific, some of the things we've seen. I think there is a cultural problem still out there. I think every man and, uh, needs to step up as well and to call this out when they see it, when they see it, whether on, on their WhatsApp groups or on Facebook, or, or just a normal conversation, casual uh, conversations around this that, that kind of justify or laugh away domestic violence. It only encourages, and we need to call it out where we see it, and to, to, to have a zero tolerance for this type of behaviour. Right, so it's a, it's a serious, uh, I mean, people have been applauding this initiative as being a really serious attempt to try and, and tackle this. The, the question that we are concerned about is the staffing of this. Uh, can it be staffed? Can it be maintained? The intention is really, really good. Can it be brought to fruition? I believe it can be maintained. The big differences with this strategy, maybe compared to other strategies, is that there is a very clear implementation plan with step-by-step 
uh, guides and measures and that the funding is behind it and there's the oversight body there as well and the oversight will be involved the the non-governmental organizations those charities those community groups who help in this very this very area it's always challenging at the moment to get staff but i believe that in this area you can get the staff because i think there's such a good will towards uh, people wanting to work in this area to help people uh, women and children in particular who find themselves in a horrific uh, violent situations in their own homes. But of course, we know as, as men are also affected with it as well, and, that, and men are included in the strategy. But overwhelmingly, though, it is women and children who suffer at the hands of domestic violence. Uh, Minister, are we any closer to knowing when the, the start-up date for the actual build of the women's refuge is taking place? As you're well aware, there is massive fundraising going on with Kit Out the Refuge. We've just, we've just seen some, uh, in fact, tomorrow on the programme, we're looking at another other big initiative here. So the people of Wexford are 100% behind this refuge. Any idea when it's going to be built or what's the position on it? Yeah, the, the people of Wexford have been absolutely fantastic in their support for, for Wex, Wexford Women's Refuge, so they have been. And I think the result of that has been that the the government has seen that that support is there and it's why it was one of the first three in the entire country to get very significant capital funding to build a new Wexford Women's Refuge of four and a half million euros. Um, It's it's, my understanding is it's it's nearly ready to start work. It's been led by Wexford Women's Refuge and uh, coordinated through Wexford County Council. They've been through various stages of uh, design and planning as as with all of these capital projects unfortunately there is a time period there where you have to go through the different stages of mm. of design and planning and then tendering especially when you're using obviously public money but it, it, it is in hand and i know that the the refuge and the county council are moving as quickly as possible honestly okay. and looking forward to seeing it open as, as as soon as possible but everybody involved in that refuge really deserves huge huge credit for the work they've done and wexford people for supporting them uh, again and again do let us know as soon as you, you can confirm the actual start-up date of the bill because that will be of great interest to people. Now, just to, to look at two other areas before we conclude, we've had detailed discussions about the Technological University and trying to tie down the campus and the building and the site, etc. Can you update us on that? Because we haven't looked at this topic now for nearly 10 days or so. So what is the latest by your understanding? Are we any closer to getting this across the line, whether go to CPO or will the, the, uh, the tenant or the, the landowner accept the offer? Can you update us, please? Yes, yeah, so my understanding is that the the, the last offer uh, had been rejected. Um, there's still uh, negotiations going on, but my understanding is that we're at a point now where a decision needs to be made whether or not we move to CPO uh, the land. Um, and so, well, that's what will happen if, if, if an agreement can't be reached. The land will be bought by the state through the Wexford County Council by way of a compulsory purchase order. It has been very, very frustrating for everybody how long this has taken to find a site. Wexford Town is restricted, as you know, inside the roundabouts. There are only so many sites available within there, but everybody has been determined to get this uh, the new university campus within Wexford Town. And I think that, look, the commitment of this government to higher education has been proven by the creation of the Department of Higher Education, by putting a senior minister in there, such as Simon Harris, who has driven this on. And Wexford Town is now a university town. We've t- listened to people, I suppose, talk about creating a university in the southeast for at least 40 years. Uh, but it ha- has now happened. Wexford Town is a university town, but we need to see a, a, a 
a strong campus on site. I've spoken to Paddy Prendergast only recently from Minnesota, who's the chair of the new Southeastern Technology University. And he, this university is a multi-campus university. It's not a two-county campus yeah. uh, university. It's multi-campus. And I think, you know, with Paddy Prendergast there at the helm, I think that, that will be delivered. So, look, it's frustrating for everybody. But the, the funding is there, the determination is there, and the legal apparatus is there. So it will happen. We just have to ensure it happens as quickly as possible. So, so you, you think we could be heading into CPO territory now at this stage? Well, if, yeah, look, if an agreement can't be reached with the landowner, compulsory purchase order um, uh, is what will be used. I mean, that's been approved by the Department of Higher Education, and the Wexford County Council has agreed to take on that role uh, to, to CPO the lands if that's what's necessary to do. But we will get the lands in Wexford Town for this campus, and it will be delivered. That That is that is a certain. This time is the only thing now that is, is, I suppose, is frustrating everybody. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.